Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Marxism Podcast. My name is Mark Jarrett, and I am from Toronto, Canada. A little bit of background information on me. I graduated from the University of Guelph in criminal justice and public policy with a minor in political science just over a year ago. So, if that doesn't sound like a perfect recipe for an inexperienced millennial to start a podcast about different issues on what makes the world go round, I don't know what does. This podcast is going to be about a broad variety of topics that aren't always being addressed as often as they should in the field of global affairs, the environment, economics, military, humanitarianism, science, maybe a bit of religion, and hopefully so much more. I intend to make an episode at least once a week or possibly every other week and see where things take us. And who knows, it might be also be a good idea to get people on who know what they're talking about to inform whoever decides to listen to this. So, for today's topic on the Marxism podcast, I'm going to talk about the rise of celebrities entering the political world and how that can affect democracy. Now, this podcast is not intended to talk about celebrities as I'm not particularly interested in that topic and that there are many more important things in the world to be discussed. However, it does feel like entertainment is mixing with politics as of most recent, and it feels like a growing trend, and that's worrisome. Of course, we all know about the Trump administration acting like a complete circus act, providing comedians with way too much material to make jokes. Not too long ago, you also had Kanye West announcing to run for president in 2020. Whether that's still a joke or not, uh, still shows that the idea of celebrity running, going into politics, is still alive and well, and people eat it up. And recently, you have Kid Rock running for a Senate seat for the state of Michigan. You have to wonder if he's going to use Kid Rock as his name on the ballot, or is he smart enough to use, I don't know, his real name? Which apparently is Robert Ritchie, by the way, um, which I'm not going to lie, has a pretty all right political tone to it. Of course, one of the biggest problems with this is you have people who have no political experience, who are going to be in high positions of power if elected, and are going to be making some of the most crucial decisions in the world with the capacity of possibly affecting billions of lives. Or as Trump would say, billions and billions of lives. Once again, Of course, we know about Donald Trump becoming president of the most powerful country on earth as of most recent, but he sure as hell is not the first celebrity to ever enter politics. Besides Donald Trump, there have been loads of others, including former U.S. president and actor Ronald Reagan, Arnold Schwarzenegger as governor of California, and having done a bit further research, Clint Eastwood and Jerry Springer. I only found that one out a few days ago. Jerry. Jerry. Now, that's a terrifying thought. Even here in Canada, as recently as this year, we had what some people who may call Canada's Donald Trump, Kevin O'Leary, running for the Conservative Party candidacy until he dropped out. But when he was running, he was leading. I don't know if he would make a good prime minister or not, as we won't end up seeing him becoming prime minister. However, he has pretty much zero political experience, and yet people wanted him to lead a major party in Canada. 
but it shows that this trend is also present in this country as well, and that this is something for us Canadians to think about when we decide to criticize America for their faults. People may be wondering that this is something only relatable to the first world countries with society's obsessions, with celebrity lives, but the United States and other first world countries are not the only ones who have had a history of celebrities becoming politicians. In fact, there have also been many developing countries, uh, such as India, Sri Lanka, and the Philippines, to name a few. Uh, So why does the switch from celebrity to politics seem like a fairly swift transition? Well, the first reason, and probably the most obvious reason on why there is a swift transition, is because they already have a fan base. They already are ahead of the game before campaigning even starts. They don't need to win people over to vote for them because they already have fans, and the fans are simply blinded by the fact that they're a celebrity. So they must be great, making them great at politics, despite most of them having, once again, next to no political experience. It's almost like people are attracted to a type of personality cult to save a country, but that is simply just not the truth. Uh, The second reason I think people are attracted to celebrities entering politics is that they're familiar with them. They're known, they've been in the public eye for a long time, and that can give the masses a lot of comfort and ignore whoever else is running. When Donald Trump is running for the Republican candidacy, nobody cared about the other candidates because they don't see them as often in public. Uh, Everybody was curious about what Donald Trump was going to say, what he brought to the table, what he called his political opponents, whether it was Little Rubio, Low Energy Jeb, Lion Ted, Crooked Hillary, and most recently, in the direction of North Korea's leader, Rocket Man. But what's worrisome about entertainment meddling with politics is that politics is not about a popularity contest. It's about what's best for the country. It is ultimately about public service. To use an example outside of Trump, let's take eight-time division boxing champion Manny Pacquiao, for instance. First off, I'm a huge fan of Manny Pacquiao, as he is one of my many favorite boxers, and his celebrity is no doubt a phenomenon in the Philippines, and has quite a profound effect on the country. Manny Pacquiao is so famous in the Philippines that when he fights, the country shuts down. Everybody watches his fights, and crime rates drop to nearly zero the week leading up to a fight of his, creating basically unofficial national holidays and making him look like a national hero. So, in 2010, Manny Pacquiao ended up running to be a congressman, and he became elected as congressman for the Serengani province. Since his celebrity had great effects on the country when he fought, particularly with the lower crime rates, people probably thought that him becoming a congressman would have some sort of similar effect on the Philippines. In some ways it has, in other ways, and in most ways it definitely has not. Uh, So let's start with what Manny Pacquiao is praised for. His philanthropy. He donates a lot of money to people and providing people in his poverty-stricken province with fishing boats and water buffaloes to plow fields making him more of a philanthropist than a politician. However, people have also criticized him for acting similarly to other corrupt politicians by spending his own money to do things, 
embracing the strongly entrenched patronage networks of the Philippines. What he is not good for is simply being a politician. Manny Pacquiao has been criticized for rarely doing any legislative work and has shown that he doesn't fully understand it. Manny Pacquiao has had difficulty understanding law and policy and missing the concept of secularism entirely and how it relates to the Philippines, repeatedly struggling to separate his beliefs from the Bible and not having them interfere with Filipino law when making public statements. According to an article from the Inquirer, he showed up to Congress four times in 2014, which is the worst record in the country's history. It is obviously very difficult to have a career both in professional sports as well as in politics, showing that you can't be a part-time politician and you can't treat politics as a hobby. So, there is an example of a guy who does a country a lot of good when he fights as a professional boxer and provides a type of public service in a way, but that same ability does not translate well over to the world of politics where you have to create laws and policies in order to make major socio-political change. He has zero experience in making not qualified for a job with that much responsibility. But once again, there is still talk about him becoming president when he retires from boxing, simply because he is Manny Pacquiao. This goes back to the experience point. Leaders in politics should earn their position through merit and only merit instead of what people refer to as patronage networks, ultimately undermining what democracy should be built on. All right. I believe those are my words of wisdom for you for this first episode. I'm Mark Jarrett. This has been episode one of the Marxism podcast and why celebrities enter the world of politics, even though most of them probably shouldn't, and how that pretty much can affect democracy. It was a bit rough. This is the first one. As they say, it can only get better from here. Let's hope so anyways. So stay tuned. Keep listening. Let's build a cult. Fans of the show can call themselves Marxist Spelts. M-A-R-K-S-I-S-T-S. None of that X business. Anyways, jokes aside, thanks for listening.